Is that a Wind Waker poster in your background? Oh, right there? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick as hell. That's my favorite That's... game of all time. I love Wind Waker. Really? That's yeah. my second favorite Zelda. Really? Yeah. Wait, what's your first? Now I'm curious. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time is a banging game. Alright, yeah. Ocarina of Time is incredible, but Wind Waker is something else, man. On that my note... my favorite video game. On that note... Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Average Boom Enjoyer Podcast. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Trey the Film Noob. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely swell. Sorry, everybody. We were just talking about the video games that we enjoy, including the Zelda games, where Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda. Okay. Uh, today we are talking about an absolutely spectacular film, Cool Hand Luke from 1967. It is two hours and seven minutes. It has a 4.1 on Letterboxd and 8.1 on IMDb, a perfect 100 Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score, and a 95 audience score. And in my opinion, all of these ratings are totally, like, fitting to what this movie is. 100%. And... I have it at five stars. I believe you have it at a four and a half. Since you liked it a little yeah, less than wow, me. Yeah, you gave it a five. I know you were on the edge, um, but you went with the five star. I respect that. Um, Since my you first liked question. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, no, my first question for you is, does this uh, break on to Jagger's top 100 of all time or top 50? Definitely top 100. I don't think top 50, though. Okay. However, okay. on... Yeah. On my rating, my ranking of our 250 movies as it goes, I believe this is number three for me. Um, just yeah, behind. because uh, number is number one still Iron Giant. Number one is The 400 Blows, which I hold as a perfect film. Okay, and then Iron Giant, and then this. Yes. Okay. okay. Now, yeah, yeah. If we are talking about the 250, which of course we are, because that's what we're doing. Um. Mm-hmm. This movie, in my opinion, holds a lot of inspiration for the number one on the 250, which is Shawshank Redemption. 100%. However, I genuinely, wholeheartedly prefer this. Yeah, I mean... I can totally see that. I think it's. I think there's definitely an argument to be made for both sides. Um, I don't think this. I think it's very close, but Shawshank edges it out for me. Um, but I, I really enjoyed my time with this film. Um, Paul Newman is just that guy. Like, he's such a badass in everything he does. He's like, God. He's one of. I, I, because I was talking to my buddy Ben while I was watching it tonight last night, and we were like talking about all these different Paul Newman movies, and we were like, he just plays like the coolest guy in every movie he's in. You're just like, man, I wish I was Paul Newman, like The Sting or The Color of Money or Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or The Hustler, even Cars, even the Cars movies. He plays Doc Hudson. Like, my man is just like. He he really knows what he's doing. Um, and I mean, he I can totally 50, he ate fifty eggs in an hour. No mm-hmm. one eats. No one eats fifty eggs in an hour. No one eats fifty eggs. Um, yeah, he 
I and I can definitely see the comparison between this and Shawshank, but uh, even more, I see the comparison between this and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I have just recently watched for the first time. And I feel like if you were to kind of like take different parts from each of those movies and put them together, it would be Cool Hand Luke. Um, God, and I hate to be this guy. But I'm going to throw some mm-hmm. spoiler warnings in for Cool Hand Luke, Shawshank, and yeah. Cuckoo's Nest. This movie is a lot like Shawshank for a great amount of it. And although I say it quite a bit to a lot of people, Shawshank plays its ending very safe. And it really yeah. like it has the goal of appeasing the audience. And it clearly mm-hmm. did that, but I think it played it too safe. So if you took Shawshank and gave it the horrific ending that was the ending of One Floor for the Cuckoo's Nest. God. Where he, like, is it, what is it called that he gets? He gets a lobotomy. Yeah, a lobotomy. And that ending made me like, oh, God. You know? And yeah. it's one of those endings. So this has a yeah. similar ending to that. Where it is a completely hopeless ending, which I think, when done correctly in a movie, is a great way to play your cards. Um, it's an, it's an ending that sticks with the audience. So if you took yeah. the otherwise phenomenal film that is Shawshank Redemption and gave it the phenomenal ending of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you're going to get a phenomenal film. And I think mm-hmm. Cool Hand Luke did that. Yeah, um, and I, I think you are you hit it right on the head when you said it, it, like, sticks with people because I, like, I still have the, I watched One Flew Over, like, a month ago, and I still have the image in my head of Chief, like, holding Jack, like, a, a limp Jack Nicholson in, in his arms, like, crying because he was, like, lobotomized, and it's just, like, it's so heartbreaking, um, and I think this movie does a really good job of that. Um, and I, uh, I wanted to touch on one, uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on was the cinematography. There were some outstanding shot decisions in this film, specifically the shots uh, where they zoom in to uh, the guy with the sunglasses when they're out working on the road and they zoom in to like the reflection on his sunglasses i i like ate that up i thought that was so cool i paused on that moment because there's Mm -hmm. something about seeing a movie that is from 1967 that has something that phenomenal yeah and it does it great well for a lot of this movie i for i forgot it was from the 60s like this did not this movie felt way ahead of its time this movie felt like a 90s movie which is great yeah yeah 100 percent. um it just has that vibe um and then i don't think um it won what uh, i was looking at the oscars it won best supporting yeah, it, actor yeah for george for, kennedy yeah who played uh drag and I think, I think he did an outstanding job. I think he was very good at what he was cast to do. Um, and yeah, I think he gave an outstanding performance. But um, one person that I was like, 
holy cow, there in this was um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who I was like, uh, I, I was like, is that the guy from Paris, Texas? And then I was like, holy cow, that's Harry Dean Stanton. Um, so that that was fun to see him that see him in this. Um, yeah, I just I really enjoyed my time with this film a lot. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think this was an incredible, incredible movie. And I want to quickly cut to one of our four questions here, if you don't mind. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. this belong on the IMDb Top 250? Oh, 100%. I think it belongs oh, higher, honestly. I think this belongs higher, and I mean, I'm not going to go back to Shawshank, but I think that this belongs higher, and if Shawshank's at number one, then this could have very well been number one. And I'm not saying it's the number one movie of all time, but I'm thinking if we're going off a system in which Shawshank is the number one of all time, then this yeah. could have been the number one of all time in their, in their system. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's hard because IMDb is... IMDb they does try a to lot think of the, about like, these movies that are... Yeah, they try to think about movies that are accessible to, like, the general public. And so, like, if you were to release, re-release both of these movies in the theaters today, release The Shawshank Redemption, which is very, very good, and it's very well known, and it came out in, what was that, 90-something, 90, I don't remember, it came out in the 90s. I think, 97, I believe. 97, that sounds right. Um, and then, but on the same weekend, you re-released Cool Hand Luke, which came out in 67, oh, um, in all the same theaters, right? Yeah. Cool Hand Luke, just as good as the film, but not many people have heard of that. They see it's from the 60s, and they see all this stuff, and that's why I think Shawshank is at number one and not movies like Cool Hand Luke, because they're more, like, people know them more, and they're more accessible to, like, the general public, Right. Like, there's these movies that are down low that, like, are are better than um, the movies that are higher up. Like, if I'm just looking at this right now, like, the 400 Blows is, um, let's look at, like, number uh, 44 and 45. Uh, 44 is Usual Suspects. 400 Blows is 100% better than Usual Suspects. But... I've said it before, and I will say it again. I think The 400 Blows is a perfect film. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's better. It's it's better than a lot of movies, but it's just not ex- as accessible to the general public because of, uh, because of, like, well, one, it's a foreign film, and it's in black and white, and it's from the 50s, and nobody's ever heard of it. So I think the thing with... Uh, um, uh imdb is they take in they try to take in like general popularity as well yeah yeah i totally agree and i think that they do try and go for the more mainstream movies they have a couple of really like good lesser known movies thrown in um but yeah but they're not like the ones that are high up you know they're not the ones that are high up like a movie like it here i'll give an example even if you look at a movie that I consider to be very close to perfect. Come and see. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Come and see is a crazy, crazy experience of a movie. And it is yeah. 
really rough and very highly regarded among a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But they have it at 91 with things like... I don't know, what's a movie that's not as good? I know I might ruffle some feathers. I, I was looking up here, and you got movies like... I might ruffle um, some feathers here. Across the Spider-Verse was great. Now, was it better than Come and See? No. Probably not. No. Yeah, it. I think Across the Spider-Verse belongs on the top 250, but it doesn't belong as high as it is at number 17. Yeah. Um. So they're going to go for the movies that are more accessible way higher, and I guess I kind of understand that. Um. And then you have things like Forrest Gump, which I have at a four and a half. But that wow, movie... that is high. What? Have we not talked about this? That's high. I think I have that movie at a three. Oh, boy. Okay, uh... Come on, say it, Jagger. Don't hold it in. It's it's bad to uh, suppress your emotions. Forrest Gump is a wildly influential film that inspired an entire generation of filmmakers. It is yeah. one of Zemeckis' best works. I think it is a master class of filmmaking, tells a great narrative. And I think it's great. I will say this. It did. It is very, very inspiring. Uh, I think my dad likes Forrest Gump. He's pumping his fists in the background. Uh, I think it is very... It, 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 the... Uh, iconic parts of it you can't really like everybody knows Forrest Gump um you and you can't really change that but as a film I I I don't I don't think it's good I think it's I think it's fine um like I, I didn't give it a negative review but I just it's it's mid it's it's not tom hanks gives a fine performance um tom it's, hanks gives it, a great performance tom hanks's performance it's, it's is nowhere, exceptional it's nowhere near tom hanks's best and it's nowhere near zemeckis's best mm. if we're being honest i mean all three back to the futures are better than that no castaway is better than that the polar back express the is better than that back to the future two you're gonna make me yeah, go. Yeah, Back you, to the Future 2 is better than Forrest Gump. Are you gonna make me go there? You Back, go there. Come on. Give it to me. Back to the because future. Because I will die on this hill. Back to the Future 2, I have it a three and a half. Could very well bring it down to a two and a half. I think it's very mediocre and is a real letdown after the first one. Back to the Future 3, I might have it like a one and a half. Back to the Future 3 is absolutely atrocious. Castaways. I mean, it's fine. Um,. The Polar Express is absolute nightmare fuel. Upon rewatching it, like in our like recent times, it is a pretty horrifying experience. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is exceptionally okay, and A Christmas Carol was not good. I would say back I didn't to- even mention Christmas. A Christmas Carol. Okay, let's break this down. We got Back to the Future. This is the greatest time travel movie of all time. I will die on that hill. Back to the Future is absolutely incredible. One of the the greatest science fiction movies ever made. Back to the Future 2. Yes, I agree with you. It is not as good as the first. But it is still a four, four and a half star for me. That it goes with a darker... Okay, stop making that face. It goes with a darker turn. 
and and I enjoy that turn, and and I enjoy the characters. And Back to the Future Three, we get Old West Back to the Future. Like Lily, what? Like my That's sister is a problem. huge Back to the Future fan. Lily, what are your thoughts on Back to the Future? One sec, one sec. What are your thoughts on all of them? Here, come here, come here. You don't have to be on camera. You just get to talk in the mic. Come on. My thoughts get. My sister is gonna is gonna chime in here, and she's gonna be the deciding vote. Just talking in the mic. Okay. Um, I love the first one. Okay. The second one is honestly good. Like, I actually really love it. Yes. I grew up with these movies, so I feel like I'm credible to like judge them accurately. I don't love the third one. Like, it's not the best, but it's also not the worst. Like, I like. I don't know. I like the aesthetic of it, but I don't like the plot as much. But I love Back to the Future 1 and 2. I think the second one it might actually be my favorite one. Me too! Second one is peak, bro! Second one second is... Second one is peak. Mm. All right. I will die on this hill. And Forrest Gump isn't good. Forrest okay, no, it's good, but it's not as great as other people make it out to be. It is not... It is not, it's barely above a four star, I think. Forrest Gump has the best use of a lot of songs put in movies. You mean has the best use of like a soundtrack? I mean, it has a soundtrack of well-known songs that I think are used perfectly. It does not have a good, it, there's so many movies that have good uses of soundtracks. I know, like, but... You can pull out movies like American Graffiti or Dazed and Confused or even one of your favorites, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, that all have better uses of soundtracks than Forrest Gump. It's, it, Forrest Gump is nothing special. It's, it, it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, a, it's a mess of a plot. You'd never know where it's going. It's, it, 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 it's, but at the same time, it's extremely predictable. And it, it's just, it's a frustrating watch. Maybe I need to give it a rewatch, but it's just not, it's, you need it's to give overrated. You need to give it a rewatch. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's whatever, you know, it's, I mean, I think it's also regarded so highly because it came out in one of the best years of film came out in a year when you got Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, The Lion King, Leon, Ace Ventura, uh, Natural Born Killers, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask. Um, I mean, you just got so much that came out that year. It's, it, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say on it um, is that it's fine. We've really digressed from Cool Hand Luke here. I don't know how long we've been talking about this, but we've really digressed. Cool Hand Luke was really good. Go watch it. It was very good. <laughs> great, great, great segue back into our... Cool Hand Luke was very good. That... <laughs> Maybe we should title this episode Cool Hand Luke with a side of... Or no, Forrest Gump with a side of Cool Hand Luke. That's what this yeah. is. Robert Zemeckis yeah. with a little sprinkle hey, of Cool Hand Luke. One sec. Dad, what, what's your opinion on the Back to the Future movies 1, 2, and 3? What's his like, opinion? We were talking about him. What's his opinion on Forrest Gump? Like out loud from him. It gave me anxiety and made me sad when I saw it as a young man and I couldn't put my finger on it. 
No, I'm trying to pick up what you're saying. Here, here, come. here comes my father to get his thoughts on our uh, ten-minute argument. Uh, I will say, uh, Robert Zemeckis not only Back to the Future one, but also Forrest Gump gave me anxiety, fear, and uh, like a, a sense of dread um, that I couldn't put my finger on as a young man. And then when I watched them later with more life experience, uh, I realized the messaging of the movie um, didn't hit home for me like at the age that I saw it. So I have like complicated relationships with both of those. But at the end of the day, both of those movies gave me uh, an emotional reaction or made me think about my life in a certain way. And so mission accomplished as far as art goes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, my, that's my father, ladies and gentlemen. He will be joining us uh, for our Groundhog Day review. Uh, so you can be looking forward to that. Um, still trying to get my, convince my sister to come on our podcast. Um, we'll, we'll get her one day. Um, but yeah, Cool Man Luke, outstanding film, deserved all the recognition it got. Um, do you want to move on into the rest of our questions before we digress more into this Robert Zemeckis I argument? Say, I say we settle the Robert Zemeckis right here, right now. You don't like Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump. You like Back to the Future. I like Back to the Future. You love Back to the Future, too. I think mm-hmm. Back to the Future 2 is perfectly fine. You like Back to the Future 3. I think Back to the Future 3 is just about as bad as following up The Godfather 1 and 2 with The Godfather 3. Um, yeah. Hey, really quick. Do you remember the movie Mars Needs Moms? I'm just going through Robert Zemeckis' produced movies. And he produced a movie from 2011 called Mars Needs Moms, and I completely forgot about this movie. It's really bad, but I had a good time with it when I was a kid. Do you remember this movie? Uh, no, I've never heard of this movie. God, I'm doing the, I'm doing the, uh, the, the, the uh, what do you box to rabbit hole where I'm just like clicking on, oh, I forgot about this actor. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this movie. Like I'm looking at, uh, have you seen that thing you do with, uh, it's Tom Hanks' directorial debut? Huh? Tom Everett Scott, uh, Liv Tyler, Steve Zahn. No. Oh, we got to do a review on that movie. That movie is so fun. I love that movie. All right. Yeah, back to it. Back to it. Sorry, I'm distracting us. All right, Sorry, well, everybody. What were the other questions? Um, I don't think we did who won this movie. Oh, who won this movie? Um, mm-hmm. I'll go cinematographer. Yeah. Who did it? I don't know who did that, but good, good job, you. Um, for me, it was uh, George Kennedy. Obviously, he won the Oscar. Oscar, I think he gave the best performance in the movie, um, and I, he had, I think, what was the best character arc as well. Um, so, lastly, could Luke beat Jack Torrance in a fight? Well, he. Could. I, I think this is a yes. He lost, that, he lost that fight miserably. In Who, the mo- Luke? Yeah, in the movie? He got beat yeah, to the ground yeah, over wait, and over wait, 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 wait. He's, bringing, he's allowed to bring in other people, yeah? Yeah. So he'd just bring in all of his prison buddies, and they'd all fight Jack Torrance to a pulp. All right, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if it's a one-on-one, then he loses miserably. Yeah. 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 
I agree with that. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And our final question. Yeah, if you like this, you'll like this. Oh, wait, wait, Um, most rewatchable scene we didn't do. Yeah. Oh, the the egg sequence. A hundred percent. There's no competition here. Um... Yeah, I think the egg sequence. The entire egg sequence is just so good. Yeah. Um, what about you? Is that it for you as well or Yeah, I agree. I think the egg sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh yeah, a bit we've been doing recently and we're doing a shorter episode today. So, this will be actually our the last bit of our episode, but one we've been doing recently is called If you like this, you'll like this. Um, basically where, uh, I like giving out film recommendations and people like hearing film recommendations. So, uh, if you like Stuart Rosenberg, who directed this film, uh, go check out the Amityville Horror, which, um, is, can, that, that's a little, like, Conjuring way, way prequel for you. Um, because the Conjuring movies are about Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are real people who dealt with the Amityville Horror, so it's like a movie about that. Um, so go check that out. It's all it's solid horror. Um, he also directed a movie called The Pope, The Pope of Greenwich Village, which I've never seen, and a movie called Bubaker, which I've never seen. Um, looks like it has Robert Redford in it, who is always a delight. Um, if you liked Paul Newman, who was uh, the lead of our film today, um, you can go check out. I would go. Personally, me, I would go check out The Sting with Robert Redford. That movie's outstanding. I don't know if Jagger has seen it, but I personally love that movie. Um, great heist movie. Um, go check out The Hustler and The Color of Money. Both really good. Um, the, I mean, he's in Cars as Doc Hudson, which is outstanding. Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He's Paul Newman is in a lot of really good stuff. Um, and then if you like George Kennedy... Um, who played uh, Dig, uh, I think that was his name. Um, go yeah. check out, he was in the Naked... G- Wait, what, go ahead, Jagger? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, he was in the Naked Gun movies. He was in Charade, which is... Uh, uh, I believe this is like a psychological... Oh, no, it's a comedy romance from the 60s. Um, go check that out. I've heard that's good. Spartacus, which is a uh, Kubrick... He's in there as like an uncredited soldier, but an excuse to shout out his Stanley Kubrick classic, Spartacus. Um, he was in Small Soldiers, The Dirty Dozen, uh, the Clint Eastwood Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Um, some some really solid stuff. Uh, the uh, original Death on the Nile, um, not the one that came out a few years ago, but the original from 1978. He was in that. Um, he's been in some solid, solid, solid stuff. And if you like these, like, prison breakout type movies, heist movies, um, the movies we already talked about, Shawshank, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you could jo- go check out Ant-Man is a great heist movie, and it's Marvel, so, uh, the first Ant-Man is really good. Um, I'm trying to think of heist movies that I haven't already shouted out. Um, what? what'd you say? Oh, I don't know if Jag- Jagger might be muted. I can't hear him, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so many heist movies are are just a general prison breakout movies are a good time. Shawshank, One Flew Over, Ant Man is a great heist movie. Go check out The Sting, which is already I already shouted out for Paul Newman. 
Um, but I think that's about it for us today. Um, oh, Jagger, you're back. I can hear you now. Any heist movies you want to shout out? Any other movies you want to shout out? Did you already uh, shout out Heat? Michael oh, Mann? No, I didn't shout that out because that's another movie I, I don't love as much as other people. <gasps> oh, my God. I think, I think the problem is is I'm just not a huge Michael Mann guy. I've tried to watch a few other Michael Mann movies, and it, my ratings are usually lower than my mutuals. <laughs> Al Pacino has some very funny moments in Heat. I love that movie. Yeah, but I just didn't think it was very good. I right. gave it three stars. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. I mean, it's not for everyone. It's long. Yeah. Long, but yeah. I love Heat. Uh. All right, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. But real quick, right. um, if you're on our YouTube and you go to our channel and then go to our About page, um, we now have a merch link that you should click on. And, you know, you should buy merch. Get that uh, an Average Film Enjoyer pickleball set. Prime yes, time. yeah. Prime yeah. time or stuff. Or a sweatshirt or a jacket or anything. Anything you want. We got six six dollar stickers we got some great stuff mm -hmm. got some limited edition stuff that we are both working on right now coming october 1st for the spooky season yes well yeah this yeah. was a this was a shorter episode and we're glad that you listened in and we're glad you had a good time listening to us rant about robert zemeckis <laughs>